Coming up, Deputy Sheriff Steve Huff on how you can help Blue Help. Welcome to another Real American Heroes Special Edition. I'm Oliver North, and our guest today is Stephen Huff, a 20-year veteran of the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office in Florida. As a deputy, Steve spent seven years assigned to the U.S. Marshal's Violent Fugitive Task Force. In 2011, while serving a warrant, he was shot three times, including once in the face. Deputy Huff has been awarded the Congressional Badge of Bravery, the U.S. Marshal's Purple Heart, and the Medal of Valor. He's now an inspector with Walton County Sheriff's Office and co-founder and secretary of Blue Help, H-E-L-P, an organization dedicated to offering aid, comfort, and honor to families who have lost law enforcement officers due to suicide. Steve, thank you for taking time to join us today. Thank you for having me. I've, I'm honored to be here. Oh, you're kind, brother. Listen, tell us about Blue Help. It stands for Honor, Educate, Lead, and Prevent. When was it started and why? So what we ran into is obviously after the shooting, uh, my partner, who is also a co-founder, Jeff McGill, uh, we had learned through our own experiences that there was something missing in taking care of uh, wounded officers and their families. Uh, specifically for me, what I noticed was uh, number one, obviously I was concerned about my partner, but also the ripple effect that it had through uh, the family, through my friends and through individuals I didn't even know, knew who I was until the shooting occurred. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a very significant time for us where we went, hey, look, there's, this is really much, much bigger than what we could have even anticipated. We met up with Karen, uh, Karen Solomon at that time. She's another co-founder of Blue Help. They, uh, we got together, Karen and Jeff actually wrote a book, The Price They Pay, and it was about law enforcement and the uh, traumatic events that certain law enforcement officers have experienced. And then through the book and, and actually moving on from there, we discovered there's one whole uh, piece of the puzzle that was missing. And that would be the officers that we lose by suicide every year. Uh, we, we know that officers who are injured, they get taken care of to a certain extent, and then we move on. But those officers that we lose to suicide every year through their uh, traumatic incidences and everything else, they're normally left behind. Uh, the families are left to deal with things that uh, no family should be left to deal with through financial burdens, the burdens of actually uh, being part of a law enforcement family and then not being a part of the law enforcement family, that weighs heavily. Uh, children, uh, children missing parents uh, or, or perhaps uh, aunts, uncles, those kinds of things. All of these things came to play and that's when really Blue Help grabbed a hold and started to take notice as to what we could do to help push forward the uh, getting past the stigma of mental health and and reaching out to to get these guys and girls to come out and say, hey, look, uh, I need some assistance. Uh, I'm not doing well. And and that's where we are today. We've been doing five years strong now, and it's it's doing nothing but getting stronger. Steve, when you look at suicides in the military, and I'm very familiar with what the, the military has gone through over the course of the last 19 years of war. Uh, Suicide uh, in the military and among veterans, particularly those that have been hurt seriously, is so high that the VA is now actually treating people as a line of duty issue 
attempted suicides and suicides. So is that still the case with law enforcement? I mean, the, the visibility of law enforcement suicides is de minimis compared to what it is with the military. What should so, the American people need, what, what do the American people need to know about the daily stress that you face out there? So uh, it's, it's interesting you bring up that, that topic as far as it comes from the military standpoint. We are starting to see um, other, uh, other legislatures within different states. Like I'm in Florida right now, Karen's up in Massachusetts. We see those different uh, legislatures, especially up in the north. They're starting to write things to cover officers who are, are having those concerns and issues with with that post-traumatic stress or the stressors of dealing with the job itself. So we're, we're evolving. We're starting to see a change in how we actually look at the job and go, hey, look, yes, this is very, very stressful. And then, of course, you've got your citizens out there that are seeing officers. Let's, let's be truthful about this. The majority of our citizens absolutely love law enforcement. True. Okay. There, there is no doubt, no question about it. However, we find ourselves in a very uh, intense political climate right now where law enforcement, uh, as we were talking, has been treated far worse now than, than what has ever been nationally seen, at least through the eyes of, uh, of media and social media and the like. Well, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm three quarters of a century, actually more than three quarters of a century old. I have never seen law enforcement treated as badly as it's being treated right now. And yes, that's sir. It's got to affect the morale and probably the number of suicides. Absolutely, it does. Now, what we have noticed is um, if if you take a look at the numbers that, that uh, Blue Help has been collecting, we have been keeping track of suicides. Uh, we started in 2015. We've got suicides as far back as the 1950s. So uh, the numbers and the data suggest that uh, in a given year, the number of officers that, that commit suicide uh, is on par, if not higher, than those who are uh, injured or killed, actually killed in the line of duty due to felonious uh, assaults and those kinds of things. And in uh, 2019, we saw a really big spike, which we took to mean there wasn't data to say that the suicides were going up. However, it's more people are reporting it, which is giving us hope in the fact that individuals are stepping forward saying, hey, look, this is really a problem and and our officers need help. When, when we see those kinds of numbers pop up like that, of course, COVID-19 has got our numbers kind of skewed right now. We're not sure exactly where we set for this year, but we've already, we're well over the hundred mark and that's just too many. That's a hundred this year? Yes, sir. Dear Lord. What, or more. What, what resources does Blue Help provide to families who have a suicide in their family? Well, there's a number of things we do. Number one, uh, we could provide certain financial assistance, obviously with the loss of a loved one, especially um, someone who is uh, a lot of our families that we deal with. Sometimes they're the only, only person bringing income into the house. So we'll provide that immediately we send out care packages to those families to let them know, hey, we're thinking about you. If you need something, please reach out to us. We have the availability of uh, Camp April, which gives the children the opportunity to come together as a whole that uh, they can 
talk amongst uh, themselves. We get the, the parents together. We allow them to uh, concentrate on themselves with other like-minded and other people who have been through the same thing. And then, of course, we always are, are more than willing and happy, and we have our, our sponsors as well as, as our partnerships that allow us to say, hey, look, if you need some, some counseling to help you get through this, we're going to recommend you go here. The so e those, are the, those are the different things. The E in HELP stands for education. Do, do you yes. have, does Blue Help provide training among those who serve in the thin blue line of America's law enforcement today? We do. We have done, uh, we have done quite a bit of training in the past. We have we've actually, Dr. McGill, Jeff McGill, he has actually done uh, a couple of conferences where he's discussed issues of resiliency, mental health resiliency with the officers themselves. And then the next day he brings in the families. So he talks to the families on a separate day so that we could get that information out as a whole, right? We get our law enforcement officers to get on board with understanding, hey, there's sometimes we just need to talk. Uh, and then we also get the family side of it where, you know, the family may be trying to help their loved one and it's just not being accepted the right way. So we come in and we sit down and we talk with them. We go, hey, look, these are the things that, that the family's dealing with. So uh, we have done training uh, all over the United States at this point, and we'll continue to, to offer that kind of training. We're trying to come up with new training as we, uh, as we press forward to make it more available to agencies and individual officers. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you, we've got an audience out there for this broadcast podcast uh, that cares. So tell Good. our audience how to get, they can get involved, how they can help find and, and assist Blue help. Well, the, the biggest thing they can do, uh, to, be, to be quite honest, is if you see an officer on the road uh, at the gas station uh, at eating some lunch somewhere, just tell them they're appreciated. That's one of the biggest things I think we're running into, especially in this day and age, is that officers are, are definitely feeling that, uh, that, that stigma of, of not being liked and not being wanted. And the biggest thing we could do is just let them know that, hey, look, we appreciate you're out there. We appreciate what you do and you're putting your life on the line for us. The other thing is, is to help Blue Help specifically, we always, uh, we always enjoy having our volunteers with us. We always enjoy individuals that want to step up and do walks uh, for uh, awareness, suicide awareness. So there's any number of things we can reach out there and, um, and do as a as a society as a civilian to come and and not just help blue help but help law enforcement as a whole god bless you buddy look uh, uh, i got 18 grandkids lord only knows I how many great grandkids i'll have but, but 50 years from now they're going to be learning about this remarkable time in our history what do you want them to know about what you steve huff deputy sheriff uh brave honored you know for your heroism what do you want them to know about what you did in these times? Uh, really, what I want them to know, uh, and uh, I think if you talk to any of my uh, any of my partners that that I've worked with over the years, you know, I'm a team player. So uh, it's not exactly what Steve Huff has done, but what we have done collectively between Jeff, Karen, and I is we have managed to three people who, besides what 
the traumatic incident that started this back in 2011 would have never brought the uh, awareness of mental health within law enforcement to where it's at today. And if that's the one thing that I could, I could say, Hey, look, if I want your 18 grandkids and, and great, great grandkids to know is yeah, Steve, Jeff and Karen, uh, created blue help to help a whole nation of law enforcement and to take care of, uh, families of law enforcement and, and to just provide a better living environment all together for our guys and gals out there who are, uh, right now who are really under the gun. God bless you, buddy. I admire what you've done here. I mean that. And I want to thank you for being with us today and providing facts our fellow Americans can use in these very challenging times for law enforcement. Yes, sir. And, and again, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, uh, you know, Blue Help is, uh, if I could say this to your audience, Blue Help is out there. Um, if you're a family member or a friend and, and you know of a first responder that needs help, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. We can, we can definitely work to try and get you in the right place. There's plenty other organizations now that are taking our lead and moving forward with dealing with uh, mental health stigmas. Well, I appreciate what you're doing. I, I'm sure all of law enforcement and their families do as well. Yes, Friends, sir. Thank you. If this Real American Heroes special broadcast has been informative, helpful, or encouraging to you, take time now to subscribe and let me know how these unprecedented events have affected you and yours. By doing so, you're part of this historical record of how America persevered and once again prospered. Until next time, remember Semper Fidelis is more than a slogan for U.S. Marines. Always faithful is a way of life.